0: Hi, Jay. Hey, Tyler. How's it going today? Man, it's just
1: hot as can be. Uh,
0: it's really hot. I right. do have to say, I, uh, as, as we talked about earlier, I had, we had taken a trip out west yeah. and spent uh, a day in Death Valley, which is the hottest place in the world, literally. Yeah. And uh, it was at the time that we were there, it wasn't the hottest uh, temperature it's ever been. It's got up to 134 uh, Fahrenheit at one point. That's a it lot. It was 110. And the 110 in, desert, in Death Valley was more comfortable mm. than the 85 with 100% humidity that yeah. we have right it's now. It's like walking no, out to a swimming pool right now. Oh, it's, I- whole, it's walking out into someone like going yeah. oh. <laughs> right in your face. It's <laughs> like you're breathing someone else's oh, breath. Horrible. Uh, yeah, I hate it. I hate humidity, and I won't stop until everybody knows about it. Uh,
1: well, I think uh, we got it.
0: But, but-, but you know what I do love?
1: What's that, Tyler? I love
0: guests. And we oh, got a yeah. fantastic guest here today. And our name's Hi. Sierra. Hi, Sierra, how are you?
2: Good. How are you guys?
0: What are your thoughts Lovely. on humidity?
2: <laughs> oh, I actually no no no. I actually have a lot of thoughts on humidity because I moved to New Orleans for a summer for a job Ooh. rotation.
1: How that you go? got the soup.
2: Mistake. Mistake. <laughs> there are so many, like so many things. But when you walk outside, I like needed to get exercise one night, so I was like, oh, I'm gonna go outside at ten o'clock. It's dark. It'll be cool. No. <laughs> Nope. It was 10 o'clock, pitch black. I'm sweating profusely. It's like 100 degrees when you calculate for humidity. Someone yeah. was like, it's like living inside of someone's mouth. That's how oh. they described yeah. it to yeah. me. It's yeah. Like, oh.
0: we, we lived in the Florida oh. Keys for a bit, and I always thought it was like living in an armpit. Like, yeah. It was just, and it's, it's horrible. Like, you look outside, and it's beautiful. You're like, I'm going to go outside. And you get, like, five steps out, and you're, like, soaked. It's, yeah. like, disgusting. Do
2: not yeah.
1: want to. So, usually we open with a question, but, Sierra, you have informed us you have a question for us.
2: Yeah. No, I'm actually curious. Uh, So, you you guys do, you know, you talk about a lot of subjects, but if you had to give a TEDx talk, which is 15 minutes, not an hour, what would it be on and why? And I'm hoping it'll be a subject that maybe you haven't talked about yet.
0: You know what I realized recently? Well, the TEDx talks are pretend TEDx te- TED talks. They're not yeah. the official. Like they're game. not officially. Yeah, there's the yeah. like.
2: I was really side bummed ones. out when I heard
0: that. I was like, oh, you can yeah. just anyone can have a TEDx talk. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fifteen minutes.
2: Yeah, that's how long they are.
0: Oh. That's a good question, it's a really and I want to have. I, I could come up with a funny answer right away, but I want a better. <laughs> I want a, <laughs> a solid answer because there's a lot of stuff I could just talk about fifteen minutes for.
2: Yeah
1: billing 15 minutes is not the problem as <laughs> no. anyone no. who listens to this podcast will know that's not the yeah. issue
2: no structured tedx talk tedx
0: talk yeah, yeah we're so. not good
1: yeah,
2: enough yeah. for the Ted big fist. leagues yet no you guys sorry yeah. guys not there yet <laughs> i can go if you guys need you think? Uh, my tedx talk would be unorganized crime I actually know. Yeah, I have a weird obsession with organized crime, specifically like mafia and stuff. Yeah. And so I've listened to a lot of podcasts on it. And like, I'm currently rereading The Godfather right now. So I would give a TEDx talk about like the way in which mafia movies are made and how like they're very predominantly... Very predominantly showing men in those roles, but also mm-hmm. like the way that we show organized crime versus like white collar crime versus like when you talk about street gangs and what implications those have like racially and stuff. But also, I just want to talk about like Griselda Blanco, who's like a really incredible Colombian drug lord who what like invented the drive-by.
0: <laughs> Part yeah. of me now wants to have you just like later at your at your leisure record this 15-minute TEDx talk.
1: <laughs> that was helpful because I I think. I would go with something I've talked about before I think only ever in 15 minute chunks in like other sermons but like what the uh, polarized news media is doing to us and like what how we consume news how we get information about life in general uh, Tyler, freaking Tyler, got me into newspapers, and it's <laughs> it's it's turned me into an eighty-six year old man. I'm doing crossword yeah, like puzzles, physical,
0: physical newspaper. Oh, yeah. the crossword puzzle is the best part. Crossword puzzles in the comics.
1: Yeah, <laughs> what else is there? Uh, but yeah, I could do I could riff fifteen minutes on conservative versus liberal versus whatever media. Yeah, I think I could riff that. I would, I would listen to that TEDx talk. For a TEDx talk, not for the official. Yeah. yeah,
2: not like an hour, just 15 minutes, Yep, informational, you got
1: it. So I was
0: trying to think of, especially, Sierra, with your example of just like, this is not something in your field, it's just something you're really interested yeah. in. Uh, the quick, I have a ton of stuff like that, where I've like, I, I treat my free time like I'm a researcher on this topic. Like, and I was yeah. trying to think of like, what do I pour when I just go on Wikipedia deep dives? There's um, a lot of different things but the, the quickest that I thought I could do a, a, a TED talk right now about the difference in um, the classic paradigm of um, American movies uh, the kind of rise for all redemption that we have of yeah. that versus specifically um, uh, Japanese movies but Japanese anime like the, the way in which we have to kill the bad guy in western society and so many particularly miyazaki movies which are now on hbo max which is fantastic they're all there again so yeah. like spirited away and princess oh, mononoke and stuff like that
2: spirited away. yeah
0: yeah so and, good and uh and they're really frustrating we just watched um nausicaa the valley of the wind have you seen that one i have not it's uh it's lesser known and and it's not i mean it's really great but compared to the others i would i would tell you to watch like eight others before you watch them yeah um but routinely in these movies the bad guys don't get any comeuppance like they just kind of go huh i guess that didn't work and then the good guys like help them become better like it's it's the most christian way of viewing things but it's the least western way of viewing Hmm. things right that dichotomy i think really speaks to our how entrenched our western society of punishment um myth of redemptive
1: violence baby
0: Yes, redemptive yeah. violence, which is a, such a oxymoronic phrase. Yep. Like, yeah. there is no, re, violence is not redemption. There's nothing redemptive about violence. But we have, we have put, we've coined this phrase to justify our violent nature of destroying things that we don't like. Yeah. And uh, Japanese anime, particularly Miyazaki, uh, really pushes against that, and it and it leads to, from an American standpoint, very frustrating endings. But not because they're not good, but because they don't fit the paradigm that we kind of want them.
2: I love them, honestly. I love mm-hmm. watching like, oh, Away* so and *House Moving Castle, and I try house to get other Castle. people. So house good. Moving
0: Castle is my comfort food. Like, I'll yeah. just turn the, the scene where, and the stuff, like, there's like a 10 minute scene where she just cleans the house.
2: Yes, that's all she's I doing. Love
0: I love it. Oh, and everything's
2: great. beautiful, and I'm just yeah. watching her clean this house, and yeah. I'm like, oh man. And I try house to get other people to watch it, and they're like, what are we doing right now? And I'm like, just yeah. enjoy,
0: enjoy. Have you seen Kiki's Delivery
2: Service?
0: Yes. That's another one where for 10 minutes she just bakes a fish. Yeah. <laughs> and there's ponyo
2: where they just eat ramen
0: ponyo when they make that ramen we always have ramen the day whenever we watch ponyo which is several times a month yeah it's ponyo we even call them ponyo noodles our kids don't even really know them as ramen yeah Yeah, so i can talk about miyazaki stuff for a while jay
2: you gotta you gotta watch these i know
1: yeah 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 uh, continuing the thread of the of the uh, the podcast
0: do you have Do I don't, you
2: have HBO Max?
1: I do now. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, they're all on there. All right. And if you go down, like, there's even a section where it's like, uh, where it lists like different groupings, and there's like the DC yeah. chunk, and then it just says Studio Ghibli, and that's all Miyazaki.
1: I got HBO I Max say, for John Oliver, who yeah. spends uh, every so second of his show now asking what HBO Max is and what it like, why mm-hmm. it's so weirdly laid out.
0: So I would recommend starting with uh, well, Totoro is probably the most accessible. Right. My neighbor Totoro.
2: I've actually not and, seen that
0: one. Oh, it's pretty great. It's and so the the interesting thing about a lot of these movies is that, like Totoro and Kiki, uh, and Ponyo to a degree, there's not really conflict. It's just yeah. happen. I mean, Ponyo kind of has a conflict, but not really. You're yeah. um, just like along just, for the like, ride. Yeah. And just when you get settled in, uh, know that almost all of them are incredibly kid friendly, except for some of them are very much not. <laughs> they get very
2: scary at certain points. Yeah. yeah. And
0: Princess Mononoke, like within the first ten minutes, a guy gets his head cut off. So you're like, oh, all right. Uh, <laughs> I guess it's good thing the kids weren't watching this. One. Yeah. But it's not gratuitous. It it's not always, yeah, it's not, and it's not redemptive violence. It's just right. Violence for that's yeah. yeah, purpose, anyway well uh, that, that well, was
1: 15 minutes right there uh that was a great yeah so <laughs>
0: ted talk about ted talks tedx talks uh so i'm tyler
1: i'm
2: jay i'm sierra and this is rubbing the Pastor.
0: Van-, van dyke yeah, yeah van dyke. Check- like dick van
2: dyke but spelled the dutch
0: way he spelled spelled the most dutch way
2: yeah <laughs> my the, dad is with, from the netherlands
0: with the wonderful like i love the the nordic j yeah
2: mm-hmm.
0: where it's just like they bought too many j's when they went to the alphabet store and they're like i don't know we'll just throw them into words oh where i thought yeah. that, won't that's them. what
1: happened to me when i went to <laughs>
0: nordic j. j yeah
1: nordic is <laughs> when i'm traveling in the netherlands
0: <laughs> It's one of the uh, yeah. variant
1: action figures that you can get yeah. is Nordic J <laughs> what kind of what kind of accessories come with the Nordic J action figure that's a good question I think
0: you get some uh, cool sunglasses could Nordic J does not wear uh, the ski mask no no and then a a too tight but vintage uh, puffer jacket <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah and then uh, a toggle like a, a tossle cap with a puffball be- with a puff ball on the top yeah and uh, a guitar, because he's sitting at the lodge while everybody else is skiing. I there
1: yeah, are enough yeah. there are enough weird people that listen to this podcast. Someone out there make that exact action figure <laughs> as described. Yes, or at least draw yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. At the very least put it put put a visual to it.
0: All right. CR we got some great things to talk about, but we gotta get we gotta get to know you first. So okay. uh here's the guest rapid fire questions. What's your Enneagram number?
2: I am a two with a strong wing three. Ooh,
0: strong what's that mean
1: wing three. three.
2: Uh, I actually listened to your Enneagram episode before I came on because I was like, I need to know what I'm talking about, which which would like make it seem like I'm a five, but I'm not. Um, Yeah.
0: We also, I mean, we talked about it for a year before we had that episode. So we we were talking about it long before we knew what we were talking about.
2: Right? Uh, No, but so two wing three would be like, I'm the helper. I'm usually like a mom in a group of people. Like I really want to, I don't know, help people all the time. And the strong wing three comes about like a... um, I don't know, it's the achiever. So I like to, I'm like very goal oriented. I have a lot of things that I want to get done and I work towards those. Um, but it also comes out when you're being unhealthy. Is like, I have a lot of pent up aggression and rage and mm. the two wing three comes like, I'm really nice most of the time. And people are like, oh, you're super friendly. And then all of a sudden i will just like go off really badly. Don't poke the bear. So yeah. yeah bear. So that's why I got into kickboxing for a while cause it was oh, a that's... great like outlet. But yeah, Love that. yeah.
0: All right, uh, what's your Myers Briggs?
2: INFJ. So I am the 2% of the population, we're the rarest ones.
0: Yeah. 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 Are you also a, a typo negative?
2: No. Not <laughs> oh, okay. <A> plus. Sorry. <laughs> so close. Uh,
0: it's so close to an, what's an INFJ mean to you?
2: So oh, INFJs are basically really confusing people, is mm-hmm. how I've come to learn it. Like we're thinkers and feelers. Um, so, like, I'm very intuitive as to what people are feeling, but I have a hard time expressing that, and I have a hard time expressing my own feelings, um, and despite being introverted, I'm introverted in the regard like, I want to have a one-on-one conversation with people, but I will, like, talk to strangers in public. Like, I have Mm. no problem just starting random conversations, so it's, like, a very confusing personality. Um, you're told, you're, like, the advocate, so in the best case scenario, you're, like, a Martin Luther King Jr. or Mother Teresa, but in the worst case scenario, uh, they theorize you're a Hitler. That's the famous example. Yeah, not, so it's like not
1: the best famous example.
2: No, they they have really big swings, so it depends yeah. on how healthy you are.
1: Yeah,
0: so healthy you is MLK. Unhealthy you is uh,
2: very bad person.
1: <laughs> yeah, don't. Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah, go ahead and just say so. you're healthy. Like I don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's no comparison no. there. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: So. All right, uh, what's your, that's a good, analogy. usually when we ask people what their Myers-Briggs movie, they're like, I don't know, that's just what it told me. So that was,
2: that's a nice. Well, unpacking. one of the reasons I like Myers-Briggs is because like on Pinterest, I can find like all these quotes and stuff for <laughs> yep. that like actually explain what I feel. And I'm like, oh, oh my nice. gosh, this makes sense now because yeah. I have a really hard time explaining like why well, I am the way Well, especially, yeah, I having, I am.
0: A, having a rare one. That's really nice.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, what is your Hogwarts
2: house? I'm a Hufflepuff. Yeah. So it's that. Yeah, that's where it's uh, at,
0: people.
1: Yeah. Who
2: Hufflepuffs can hate the best. That's, that's, No that's one can we, hate that, Hufflepuff. Yeah, no
0: one can hate a Hufflepuff. Yeah. Only a Slytherin could hate
1: we're, a Hufflepuff. We're not going to accomplish then... much, but nobody hates us. You know, like that's. <laughs> I'm happy but to we're, be there.
2: We're committed. Like we're the second most house during the Battle of Hogwarts. Like yeah. we're there for all the good stuff. Our common house is by the kitchens, so like
1: clearly, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Best. Isn't best Cedric life. Diggory a
2: Hufflepuff? Yeah, he was.
1: Yeah, and a He was great. He was was great.
2: I'd have issues because I always think of him as Edward and not Cedric Digger. Yeah, well, he
0: was a Hufflepuff, and then they killed him, and he became a vampire, and then everything went. Don't want that. Sorry, spoilers spoilers (laughs) on several different things (laughs) on that one. And now he's Batman, so there we go.
2: Which, I don't Uh, know how that'll go, but that's a different conversation. Well, we'll never
0: know because they're never going to release movies ever again, so we'll see. Uh, What concert would you travel back in time to see happen live?
2: 1985 Live Aid at Wembley Stadium because oh. you get David Bowie, Queen, yes. and Elton John in one go.
0: Yes. Oh, is yeah. that the one? That's that's the one. That's the that's that's in
2: Bohemian Rhapsody where they yeah. choreographed. That's that show. But if you look up the rest of the lineup, it's like you also get Elton John and David Bowie. Like, why would I not be yeah. there? Queen was good and, enough on its own, but
0: and Phil Collins was there also. Yeah. So I mean, if, if when Phil Collins,
2: to... Princess is... Diana.
1: When Phil Collins is fourth there? on your depth chart, you're doing okay. Like, that's, yeah. that's a good Especially show.
0: 1985 Phil Collins. Yeah. Now, if you yeah. had, like, 1995 Phil Collins, you'd be like, oh, eh, thank you. Yeah. I don't need to hear <laughs> any more songs from Tarzan. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah. I guess, no, that's a little later. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what is, what's your favorite superhero? Uh,
2: I'm going to say Poison Ivy. And I know technically she's not a superhero, but. She's super. They do help the Justice League. And I would argue that eco-terrorism is like gets a bad rap, considering yeah. you know climate change is a serious crisis, and she's just trying to help the planet. And also, she's she like adopts orphans planet. at one point, so yeah. like she's good. She just
1: hates
0: people. She's yeah. like PETA, but for plants.
2: Yes. Yeah. 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 I like that. Is is a good That's one. a win. That's yeah. a good win. That's yeah. a real good
0: one. Was is it the ginger that relates to her? <laughs> no,
2: I just she. I don't know. Like I, she's just great. She has actual <laughs> like good powers like she's not just i don't know sometimes i feel like some of the female characters in comics especially the older ones aren't as strong or are underwritten what? but i feel like she has really interesting like capabilities and powers and i appreciate and to that. your
0: point too as a i mean villain usually villains usually have the dumbest arcs because they're just like i want to be bad but she yeah. like i want to save the plants yeah it's like that's pretty great yeah and yeah. also it speaks to what the 1960s were where they're saying that's an evil person who yeah wants they're to like, stop, mm, stop civilization from building on these trees
2: yeah
1: this is just an opportunity, though, to slam dunk on the Uma Thurman portrayal of Poison Ivy in the worst best part movie. of that movie. the best part of that movie. Oh, yeah. And that's not it. saying much. No, it's that not. Movie is horrible. And if you've never seen it, compare that Bane to the uh, Dark Knight Bane and just cry.
0: I love yeah. Dark Knight Bane. I'm a defender of Dark Knight Bane. No, That'll I love Dark Knight TEDx Bane. I'm saying he's the
1: Bane gay. from the Joel uh, Schumacher is...
0: Oh, yeah. they just bad. in there for, for giggles. Yeah. The whole thing's a joke. Um, what's your favorite beetle? Who's your favorite beetle?
2: Okay, I don't... Or what's
0: your favorite beetle, I guess, if you want to go <laughs> entomological.
2: Have you... Side topic. But, um, so, I don't really... I haven't we didn't listen to the Beatles a lot growing up, but I would say that it's maybe George just because of that song, uh, what is life? Like after he left the Beatles, mm-hmm. I love that song. Yeah. That's it's a like,
0: great song. Yeah. His, so that maybe record just for great. that
2: song. Yeah.
0: I would highly recommend everyone, uh, get the opportunity to listen to the record that each member of the Beatles records right after they break up. And that is the best Beatles record. Yeah. Like, so there we go. You, you <laughs> combine, answer, Because they're George. all, yeah. Yeah, yeah and that that one is it's all things must pass and boy that's a great record it's a double record the first paul record's really good it's just called paul mccartney first Ringo record is a Ringo record <laughs> uh and the john record's really good too you get like yeah. imagine and revolution and or instant karma um yeah the that what the record they would have recorded had they stayed together one more year would have been the best re- beatles record ever and the mm. best of the solo albums is all things must pass by uh yeah george harrison so yeah based on that yeah i, I fully
2: support go. and endorse that that answer that's wonderful
1: brought to you by ty mdb <laughs> yeah,
2: right <laughs> so much real uh, knowledge. favorite muppet uh the two old guys i love yes. them they yes. are my favorite they have great commentary it makes me happy yeah. that or like a swedish chef mm. he's also just i don't understand his character it doesn't matter it's really entertaining
0: i think that came up before that uh waldorf and sattler they're called uh but just how genius it is for a show to have uh, two characters that make fun of the show. Yeah. So that any critics that you have be like, this show is stupid. is like, yeah, we already told you that. These yeah. two guys have t- anything you can say <laughs> bad about the show. These guys have already said. And they're great
2: comebacks, too. Like, they're, oh, yeah, they're actually witty. And, like, yeah, no, I appreciate <laughs> their humor.
0: Uh, favorite SNL cast member of all time.
2: Don't watch a lot of SNL, but I would say Andy Samberg, just because I like the stuff he does after. So like nice. his stuff in Brooklyn Nine-Nine and uh, some of his other stuff, I would say maybe him.
1: Like Hot Rod? No,
2: maybe not. Okay, like he's got a Hot few in terrible. there that are like, or like yeah. pop star that I'm like, maybe not. But some yeah. of his like TV stuff I really like. He also had, they have a new movie out called Palm, Palm Springs, Springs on Hulu. Yeah,
1: it's
0: yeah. yeah excellent it's basically Groundhog Day but yeah with and Zimmer. I yeah. love
2: Groundhog Day I have seen it uh, Columbus does a challenge every year at their independent film cinema and if you watch Groundhog Day 12 times in a row uh, you get 24 free tickets for the year what yeah, so I said, I'm driving to Columbus. Theater. This yeah. Oh, I on do that Groundhog Day. You do yeah. it like, on Groundhog Day. And oh, so you, I like, do that anyway. Yeah, we so just have I it rolling. In. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, 24 man.
2: hours. You watched Groundhog Day 12 times. I would so do you get that. Maybe
0: do you have to pay to get the, to get in? Yeah, so
2: you pay like, I'll say you pay like tw- maybe like 40 bucks. But. Do you get popcorn? yeah so you, they yeah. have popcorn and then during the morning there's like that line of like is it too early for flapjacks they start serving flapjacks oh like in the i'm morning. totally driving yeah.
0: to columbus day on february 2nd yeah it was that's my it was favorite thing so ever.
2: great they had a guy and i would win all these tickets times. that i'll never be
0: able to use because i'm yeah. not going back to columbus ever again i gave
2: i gave mine to other people after quarantine i was like you live in columbus take these tickets. you did it you
0: got you got through the 24 yeah
2: i did it by myself too i couldn't convince any of my friends to go oh, so i just like went and made oh, friends i totally would have gone it was that's, awesome.
0: That is awesome. I love that movie. I can. I. I, uh, I have the audio of it on my phone. Like I'll <laughs> listen to it sometimes when I can't listen, think of anything. else. Great
2: so one-liners. So many good one-liners. Oh, so good. February second uh, is my
1: anniversary. I can't wait to really? see what trying to convince my wife that that's what we were going to do would look like. Hey sweetie, you can say, great uh, for, idea
0: for for your yep. anniversary this year. I got you twenty four movie tickets, but yeah. I have to go pick them up. I'll be back, tomorrow. <laughs> I'll be <laughs> I'll be back, back. in twenty
2: four hours. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, see you tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh what is your go-to character in smash bros and or mario kart uh
2: smash bros because i'm really bad at mario kart and it makes me mad uh is fox fox is pretty great yeah yeah
0: uh, fox is just a great character in general but definitely in smash bros fox is yeah. wonderful uh, i just like the be- save
2: to get yeah. back on the platform
0: oh yeah 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 that's save. Great. i need those what is your um what's a band or musical liking that you inherited from your parents
2: um, I would say I got ABBA from my mom and earth, wind and fire from my dad.
0: That's a pretty strong, uh, inheritance right there. Yeah. I like that a lot. ABBA it, has some amazing songs.
2: Yeah. Well, no, I was going to say, love it.
1: You're a friend of mine. If you started dancing to September right after hearing yeah. about earth, wind and fire, like just gets in there. Well, they're,
2: they're great. Yeah. Yeah. No, both of those bands are fantastic. They just have a lot of really good music. Um, I actually have like the ABBA's greatest hits record right now. My grandma sent it to me. I was like, "Thank you, grandma! This is the best gift ever."
0: It's such <laughs> but, a it's such a great record. There's yeah. so many great songs. I love Rasputin. That's my favorite ABBA song. It's, oh no, that's not an ABBA. That's, that's Boney uh, M. That's Boney M. Yeah. Yeah,
2: Boney M. Does Rasputin also yeah. a great song? That but... is
0: a great song. It does. I didn't realize until just now that it sounds like an ABBA song. I never I never yeah, connected thanks. it to, to ABBA before. <laughs> then, Listen yeah. to Rasputin. It's really really funny. And what's your favorite uh, Bible story and or Bible character?
2: Um, I guess Bible story would be is it Elijah and the Bear. That <laughs> is my favorite. I don't get why it's in the Bible. I appreciate it. Um, I don't know if I have other than that I don't have a ton of favorite stories. I'd say like maybe the thing I like the most is like Judges as a book but just because it's people messing up over and over again. And God's yeah. like, Oh, here's another judge to fix your problems. Yeah. Cause I still love you. And I'm <laughs> like, Oh, I appreciate this because I resonate with these people who keep yeah. messing yeah. up. And God's like, here you go. And it's just one after the other, the whole book is just them like, Oh, they were great. And then they forgot. And I'm yeah. like, Oh, okay. There we go. And even
0: by the end, the judges get terrible. Like Samson's oh, yeah. pretty terrible. Samson's a murderer. Samson's yeah. a terrible there's, serial there's one.
2: There's a lady in there who, what she did. She like ends up stabbing someone with a tent stake. Jail.
0: Jael is yes. one of my favorite characters. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I like what I like how the sisters randomly in here, and guys like, yeah, I'm gonna use you, and she's like, yeah, okay. Her name is
0: Jail, Jael, J A E L. Yeah. So Deborah, uh, the guy Barack comes to Deborah is like, will you lead my battle? And she's like, well, if I do, I'm gonna tell everybody a girl had to win your fight. And he's like, that's cool. I don't care. Just help yeah. me. And she's doing <laughs> that, and they're beating the other army, and then the leader of that army runs. And is like lost, and he's the Israelite encampment and, and uh, goes into jail. Is just like this young girl, like yeah. 14 years old, and he's like, Can I hide in your tent? She's like, Sure. And so she reads it there, He's like, Why don't you go to sleep? And he's like, Okay. And then she just, just nails his head him. to the ground. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And
0: yeah. then the, the, the leaders come by, and she's like, I think you're looking for this guy. Yeah. Like, make sure <laughs> he didn't like, leave.
2: And
1: he's like, Yeah, he's not going anywhere. Yeah.
2: It's like
1: He's secure. I love
2: when just random, yeah. ran, those random stories, they always make me happy. I'm like, so, I yeah. don't know. Yeah.
1: Samson gets the credit for bringing the building down, but speaking of the myth of redemptive violence... Yeah, that's a stupid story. It's a stupid story, but the creativity of tying... How many is it? Like 50-something foxes together by the tails... With torches yeah, and in it. setting them on fire, like one yeah. one pair of foxes is impressive. When you're on your like 15th fox pair, going, I'll Just show those. Imagine sons the of a idea of
0: him right. catching them all. Yeah, like the I, that's the thing yeah. is like he's got like 20 foxes. Like no, this is not enough. Say what <laughs> he's you will like about that It's like three more. Yeah, and he's, then this will be it. He's committed. How many, He's committed. Yeah. And how many foxes have you seen in your life? One. Definitely not I've seen, 15. I've seen probably four. Yeah. <laughs> one. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, so. Uh, what is your favorite sport to play and or watch?
2: Um, oh, that is hard. My favorite sport to watch is, like, just World Cup. Like, I don't really – soccer is great, but I, I don't know. I don't – I like watching World Cup soccer just because you get to see, like, everybody really come together. And then I suppose I get to root for multiple teams. I always root and for the And you can really
0: care for a month. and then Yeah, that's it. exactly.
2: Yeah. Um, and I've been I've been in Europe before during the World Cup like, with family, and that just adds a different level to it. Yeah. Um, As far as playing sports, I've only ever really done, like, running and swimming, so I don't know. None of those are super fun. Um, I'd say, like, maybe, I don't know, kickboxing is entertaining. But once again, that's, like, kickboxing and, like, training, not, like, actually fighting people. I'm not. I kind of need my brain for my job. So (laughs) I was like, maybe we'll stick to, like, Nice sparring with lots of pads. Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: what is the last movie that you watched?
2: Oh my gosh, that's a good question. Um I think it was Hot Summer Nights with Timothy Chalamet. It was awful. I was yeah. very disappointed. I like I'm sad to say that it's the last movie I watched. I was like really hoping for a better answer. Um, I really
0: thought the end of that word was going to be some. I've not seen the movie, but people are crazy about Timothy Chalamet and so just the awful yeah. instead of awesome. That was Yeah, no. Was delightful.
2: No. I was like Timothy Chalamet, like he's great in Call Me By Your Name, he's great in mm. Little Women. Like I appreciate him. Trash. This movie was so bad. I <laughs> was very disappointed with the narration style and the arc and their male gaze. It was ugh, it was not good. Do not recommend. Uh,
0: what is the furthest from your house that you have ever been on the planet?
2: I had to Google Maps this. I was actually curious. Um, I think it's uh, Fiera Nova, Brazil.
1: Hey.
2: Uh, close to Sao Paulo. We did a Habitat for Humanity trip, my dad and I, when I was in high nice. school. Nice. So that is the farthest I've been.
0: What is your favorite smell?
2: My favorite smell? Mm-hmm. Campfire. I love mm-hmm. the smell of yeah. campfire. It's Good great. answer. I love when it gets in your clothes and you can smell yeah. it later. Yes. My favorite.
0: It's one of the best smells to get in your clothes that's really hard to get out. Yes. Most smells that are hard to get out are really kind of not welcome, but that yeah. one.
2: Yeah. I had it
1: usually the end of that is like, I got to wash my shirt. And when you get campfire in there, you're like, I got to not wash Mm -hmm. my shirt for a while. I'm
0: going to pack this in with everything else. Yeah. Yeah, Yep. And hope it rubs off. I had a campfire uh, candle Mm -hmm. for a while and it was fantastic, except every time I burned it in my office, people thought (laughs) the (laughs) building was on fire.
2: It's a great smell.
0: Yeah, Uh, Yeah. it really is. Uh, Okay. Last one. What did you want to be when you grew up when you were a kid?
2: I wanted to be an engineer. So (sighs) like drive trains. (laughs) <laughs> honestly like i totally <laughs> i totally would have been fine with that too, but no
0: we just before we didn't tell we didn't say what your job is so tell us what your job is
2: uh well, I studied what? mechanical engineering and now I work for g e renewable energy on their onshore wind turbine group uh doing materials process engineering, which is a bunch of fancy words to say i help wake, with wake up everybody wake up everybody <laughs> <laughs> i just I hope people select materials for wind turbines. That's awesome. Yeah. The,
1: the, the uh, the train joke was even funnier because before we started the show, (laughs) you told us it was coming and like, yeah, and I, and then it still showed up. I was like, that's
0: incredible. That's my personal. I I was just saying that I, I meet so many engineers. Uh, There's so (laughs) many engineers, like mechanical engineers and civil engineers and stuff like that, uh, which is an awesome job. That takes a lot of work. Um, but I, my favorite joke that's just for me is to always immediately pretend that I think that they drive trains <laughs> and be like, oh, you just like really like trains? And it's never funny, but it's always funny to me. <laughs> no, and but
2: I that's what that makes it funny. Us. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's my favorite as long joke. as you're laughing. All that's right. Well,
0: uh, we got through the... We're getting somewhat more rapid with rap. Yeah,
2: that,
1: that, that actually felt rapid. Yeah. Yeah. There
0: you yeah, go. Yeah. Uh, all right. So Sierra is, is uh, a couple... Oh, last month. So last month was June, which was pride month. Uh, it was also the month that, uh, the, uh, circumstances (laughs) meant that we just took the month off. Uh, (laughs) and, um, I was, I was uh, in the West for two weeks. Uh, all kinds of things were happening in Jay's life that we talked about a couple of episodes ago. Um, and, um, So we completely missed the opportunity to talk about pride and uh, talk about LGBTQI. um, And uh, Sierra, wonderful friend and listener that she is, said, "Hey, are you guys gonna do something about pride?" And I said, "No, or yes, we yes we want to, (laughs) but really no because." And so today we're gonna talk
1: about uh, tiddlywinks, you know. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So uh, Sierra said, "Hey, if you wanna talk about it, I'd be happy to be a guest." So with with that start, Sierra, tell us. Maybe, how's your, why, why are
2: you a good guest for this? What, what's yeah. your interest in? <laughs> Honestly, in when pride. I reached out, I was, I, um, so I guess what kind of brought me to reaching out is I'm, I just recently moved, started a new job, um, and I've been church shopping, which is what where I, do I call you, where looking do you live for now? a new church. I work, uh, no, in, live. live, I know. So <laughs> I live and work in the same place cause I work from home now, Yeah, which is really throwing me off. Um, but no, I live in Greenville, South Carolina now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I started church shopping and I was trying to find a place that was, uh, LGBTQIA+. I generally say queer as the community. Um, but that was... So let's say,
0: let's say we're going to say queer for the rest of the episode just because it's easier. Yeah. We can go through the acronyms if you want
2: to, all that stuff. Uh, But I generally say queer to encompass the whole community. Um...
0: Let's actually wait, let's stop real quick. Yeah. And for those who want to do terms?
2: I am totally down for
0: terms. Let's (laughs) give us the terms and then and then we'll pick back up of this of this story of like because I like the church shopping thing. But just because I know a lot of people are maybe don't know the terms and and don't know how to ask. So let's Yeah,
2: no. This is great. So I'd like to start with a caveat that like there are gonna be a lot of terms and if you don't know them, that's okay. Mm -hmm. But like the saying the wrong term, like at least you're trying and that's important Mm -hmm. and the right terms are always gonna change. But like I appreciate people at least trying, and like labels can be important for self-identification. It can mean a lot, and it can show that you're caring about a person's experience. Yeah. But like, don't let that throw you off. If you're like getting, if you're just diving into this stuff and you're really nervous about saying the wrong thing, it's more important that you're like engaging with people. Um, so I guess the easiest one is like I'll just start uh, my pronouns. I know that's a new thing for a lot of people. Uh, my pronouns are she, her, and hers, um, and I identify as bisexual um and so that's the b and the yes L-G. that is the b so we um lesbian. we're gonna go through the l is lesbian lg yeah. i always have to spell it out L G B. uh g stands for gay b is bisexual gbt t is gay, which transgender
0: is, uh, gay used Pardon. to uh, both yeah. both and can be inclusive of many people but often so, refers to
2: so gay Nails. is usually uh men or people who identify as men who mm-hmm. like men, but also it can be used more in the term of like queer or gay which can mean like the larger community. Right. Mm-hmm. Um usually some people are transitioning. Once again, this is kind of everybody's experience with this is like very individualized and very unique. Um and so some people say queer, some people will say gay when referring to mm. like a larger community. Um but gay like, the gay flag is specifically for, like, men who are attracted to men. Um, so the
0: rainbow flag.
2: So the that's the pride flag. There are, like, okay. 93 flags. Yeah, oh, yeah. We there know, are so many flags. There are <laughs> <laughs> whole videos on, like, so, like, the rainbow flag is for the community as a whole. Um, okay. And they, like, the six colors represent different things. Um, but then they also have, like, a new updated version of the flag, which has, like, the trans flag on it. Um, and a black and brown stripe to recognize the progress that the queer community still needs to make in racial justice and also mm. transgender issues. Mm. Um, so, but yeah, the pride flag, the one that you usually see is like a larger flag for everyone. So once again, lots of terms. Don't get overwhelmed. <laughs> um, so I think we're at T. Yes, which is transgender. Q is queer or questioning. Um, okay. And then I is intersex. And you
0: said queer? queer can refer to everybody.
2: Yes. Um, so queer is basically not straight. Um, so whatever that umbrella falls under, it's more of like a, someone once described it as like a blob category. If you don't like labels as much, you can say queer.
0: So would, uh, is it like a square and a rhombus kind of thing where like gay people would be queer, lesbians would be queer, or is it just how one identifies?
2: Yeah. So queer is more, I would say the like larger umbrella term. And then like within that specifically is like, if you want more, like I am a woman who likes women, that would be like lesbian. And that's more specific to that. Yeah. So,
0: but, but a lesbian in this general taxonomy is also queer.
2: Yes. Because it's not, not straight. So whatever is like not a heterosexual relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I know you feel diagrams. Um, (laughs) uh, So I is intersex. um, And that's generally people who are born and might have um, both uh, male and female reproductive organs when they're born. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes they go through a change to get rid of one of those. And sometimes they don't. Um, and so that's intersex and then a stands for asex, or ace or asexual um, which is you're not sexually attracted to anyone but you can be romantically attracted to people yeah there's nuance
0: even in all of those yeah
2: yeah there are so many shades and yeah so but those are what the letters that people usually say stand for and then the plus there are a few extras the one that usually gets left out is pansexual so and that's just a larger umbrella term of um, it's not dependent on your gender identity or anyone else's. You're just attracted to people in general. Mm. There's no like descriptive characteristics that matter. You are attracted to an individual person based on who they are.
0: So pansexual still can be monogamous.
2: Yes. A oh, yep. pansexual, there's a large, I guess I'd say rumor or like, a stereotype that pansexual people are not monogamous or that mm. they, um, might have multiple partners and stuff like that. But very often they are monogamous in the same way that anyone else would be, but they just find that they're attracted to individual people and there's nothing like it's men or women or whatever their orientation is.
0: So what's the biggest difference between pansexual and bisexual?
2: So bisexual, um, is generally someone who, and once again, this is like, they're attracted to two or more genders. So some people who, some people will say they're bisexual, but then also are attracted to non-binary people Mm -hmm. um, or people who identify as non-binary. So it's kind of up to where you want to put yourself in the label, but also generally um, a pansexual person might also be non-binary. And again, to
0: try to... to to, uh, Yeah. Non-binary would generally be a transgender person.
2: Not necessarily. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> transgender, okay, to, yeah, yeah, I know it's, it's new for a lot of people. It's, yeah. um, and the only reason, like I took classes on this in college, just like for funsies. Cause I was like, I'm really interested in this, Yeah. yeah, yeah. which eventually led to me not being an ally and me being in the community. I was like, Oh, yeah. okay. This is why I'm interested in this. Yeah. Um, but so usually transgender people actually prefer having specific pronouns and this is a generalization. Everybody's individual experience is very unique to them which is why you should generally ask pronouns if you're not sure Mm -hmm. um but generally transgender i would say is more like i know i am a woman and so i would like to be called she like i would like female pronouns and i would like to be like i would like my the way people see me to reflect the way that i see myself um but non-binary is someone who believes that like gender doesn't have like that they're in the middle of the gender spectrum. So that gender isn't necessarily just like a man or a woman. Mm -hmm. You could be non-binary where you don't identify with those. And that's where you get the they, them, theirs as the pronoun. Okay. And I think Ah, that that makes so
0: much sense. I never really thought about that before.
2: Yeah.
1: I I think to, to that point, like one of the most important words you used was generally. Um, And I think that, that that has to be a caveat in all this. Like we're trying to put, these hard lines on on these different categories and that's not always true for everybody like there are general rules but each person approaches this in their own i mean every story has its own spin to it right
2: it's very unique and that's why like that's another thing too is like my experience with the queer community is very specific to me so like there's no right way to be gay or to be queer or anything like that so i think it's really important to say like these are you're right, like these are generalizations or this is like a general, or like a overview kind of of it, but they're gonna be people who hear this and are like, yep, that's not me, that's not what I experienced. And that's, it's a very diverse community. Mm -hmm. I think the queer community tends to get lumped together a lot, but it has like every issue that you see in wider society, like racism, sexism, class divisions, all of that transphobia, even in the queer community, like they still exist. And it's, um, it's been a long part of the process, even within the community to reckon with that. And that's why, once again, like the new flags have those, um, like the black and the brown stripe and the transgender chevron on it.
1: Mm-hmm. Because
2: like traditionally, even within the com- queer community, there's been a lot of erasure on some of these things. Um, and so I think that's important to know, too, is it's like a very diverse group of people who sometimes get clumped together and we all have our own different privileges and ways to come about it.
0: Well, and a great way to, to even recognize kind of the fluidity even of this understanding of the movement is that it wasn't that long ago that it was just gay rights. Yeah. Like in terms of how we, we would lump everybody, like, it, first it was just gay rights, and then it was gay and lesbian rights. And then it became LGBT, and or LGB rights, and then it was LGBT, yeah. and then it was LGBTQ, and then it was LGBTQ. So and that talks
2: a lot about the history, too, mm-hmm, and the way in mm-hmm. which, like, traditionally the history of queer movements has been um, they it's called cis washing which is Mm. like usually it's just men and women transgender folks get left out um, and also like whitewashing so a lot of the roots of queer activism actually come from uh, black transgender women um, and ballroom legends and a lot of those people but in like modern remembrances of things like Stonewall and stuff it comes across as like, oh, it was it was white gay men um, yeah. who led the charge, yeah. um, and that's because like traditionally, like um, gay men and lesbians have had a easier access to assimilation into mainstream culture because they can mm. use respectability politics in a way that like someone who is gender nonconforming can't. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of that history in the way that you're right that the that we talk about the movement and the way in the words have like expanded over time. Mm.
0: Well, the one other term in there that that I think most people are familiar with, but may not be, is cis. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. which is cis. Yes, which just refers to. Uh,
2: so like, if you're yeah, if you're transgender, that means like your your gender does not match the gender you were assigned at birth. Yeah. But if you're a cis person, that means the gender you were assigned at birth matches uh, the gender. So like, I'm I'm a cis I'm a white That's cis woman, which means that I have a lot of privilege even within the queer community because yep. I don't have to like people see me and they see a woman and I can use that to my advantage. Yep. So it's there. Yeah. So cis is generally more for gender um, identity rather than like sexual orientation, yep. which is yep. queer is more sexual orientation. All right.
1: So you church, church shopping in <laughs> South Carolina. Yeah,
2: right. <laughs> All the way back around. Thank you. I know. Thank you for that.
0: I think that that was helpful. I mean, there's nuance there. In there. I think it's really, um, uh, and hopefully for the listeners like that that it's always good to walk through that kind of stuff and i, I really i appreciate it here at the beginning you saying like anyone who's just trying to understand like we're all yeah. going to make mistakes but just making the effort makes a big difference.
1: Yeah. We we have a young person in our youth group that's transitioning and i said mm-hmm. um you know i i knew this person uh when he was a female and now transitioning into mail. And I said, when, when he first came out to me and told me this was all going on, I said to him, I'm going to blow it. (laughs) Like I'm absolutely going to screw this up. Correct me and know that I do it in love. And I think that's, I think that's the only place that we can come at some of this stuff is to say, to have the humility to say, I'm going to screw up. I'm going to use the wrong term Mm -hmm. here. I'm going to say something I shouldn't say, like, just have some grace with me and, and we'll work on it.
2: Especially with transitioning, that can be hard. A lot of people are still unfamiliar with the concept of pronouns and it feels strange to ask, but asking can be really, really helpful. And I like one of the benefits is if you're ever doubtful, just use someone's name. Yeah. Don't Mm. like, just don't use pronouns if you can avoid them, if you're uncertain. Um, But yeah, no, I think that's really, that takes a lot of humility. Right. And that's really good. That's a good way to approach it because at least it shows that you're caring and you're like committed in this person's life experience and journey in a way that a lot of people would just be like, oh, yeah, I don't care. Like, I'm just going to call you by what I knew you by and you're just going to have to deal with it, which is a lot of people's approach because it makes them uncomfortable. Yeah. So I applaud you for that.
1: I also think that there are a lot of allies that are sitting on the bench right now because they're scared to blow it. Yep. Um, yeah. And that's I hear it. And, and, and again, as somebody who has blown it and, and used wrong pronouns or wrong acronyms or whatever, like, I know and that sucks and it is embarrassing but that's not a good enough reason to sit on the bench for a yeah a pretty big moment yeah. in human history so anyway you're church yeah. shopping in South Carolina i'll show you. yes <laughs> <laughs> the most important no, part you're of the good, story you're
2: good. Yeah. uh no so i started church shopping which ended up getting really frustrating because i was trying to find communities that would be um, accepting uh, just because i like i wanted to find a community that was both accepting of queer people Um, but was also also multiracial, which Mm -hmm. turns out to be like two things that you cannot find in a church. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so I was literally just sitting and like scrolling through church after church. And I was getting so frustrated because like, it's great if you have a rainbow flag outside of your church that's a good way to indicate that you would be friendly but then if I go and listen to like a sermon or if I check your leadership page and it's not reflected in that like how how can I tell like I've been to a lot of churches before that say they're queer friendly but then like when you walk in you don't see any people who are like living out and proud in the community like it's still very much tucked in and so like this concept of like, I'm going to have to choose between whether I want a multiracial church, which I think is extremely important, yeah. or if I want a church that is accepting of queer people, but then also might not even actually have a large queer population. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that just got so tiresome. And I was listening to the podcast and I was like, you know what? I wonder if they're going to do something for pride. Um, so <laughs> it was June and I was looking, I was like, Oh my gosh, it's so frustrating. And I realized that like, I, I have not come out to a lot of people, which also is its own weird thing. No one tells you that you have to come out over and over again yeah, all the time. Man, like in movies, it's always exhausting. like, yeah. it's like one thing, right? Yeah. Like you just do it and you're done. Can't we do this there's no way to, Yeah, you know.
1: Yeah, there's <laughs> yeah. no
2: way to reach everyone. Cause like, yeah. even if I did it on like Facebook or something, like it's never gonna reach my grandparents. Maybe not yeah. that I want it to right now, but like, you're always gonna have to do it again. And now that I've moved, I have to do it with new people. Mm, so no yeah. one ever tells you that. Yep. Um, And so, like, I realized that maybe I, like, it's easier to live and be, like, out and proud if you see someone else doing it. And so, I was like, you know, I guess maybe, like, if I can be that person um, in the spaces that I'm in, that's really important. Like, I wish someone had shown me that because maybe it wouldn't have taken me, like, this long to figure it out if I had seen it earlier. Um, and so that's why I reached out and I was like, listen, let's, I don't know. I'm kind of curious to talk about this. I'm also yeah, terrified, no. but I'm curious. Like, let's Oh, this do it. is great. We this missed great.
1: we missed June, but I blame that on Tyler's vacation. The forest man. It
0: got you.
2: Uh,
0: what's the, uh, <laughs> so had to go look so at trees. Did, yeah. In, in yeah. the midst of that, you said, uh, in taking this class, you, we went from being an ally to being part of the community. How yeah. was that expert? So this is in college.
2: Yes. Okay. So I'm studying mechanical engineering, which is uh, very predominantly straight white men. Um, uh, people and... who love trains. Yes. Yeah. Actually, there I... are a lot of people who love trains. Yeah, You're not, not even wrong, <laughs> yeah. though. You're not oh, wrong. Up. You're not wrong.
0: <laughs> they all got um, into it, and they're like, oh, I guess it's... Oh, okay, I'll still
1: stay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're like, oh,
2: it's cars, not trains. Oh, I'm still okay. fine. Well, yeah. yeah. I guess. You know, Here it's we go. I kind of like trains. Yeah. Um, and I was, like, was kind of getting discouraged because like I got into engineering to help people. There's the two showing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet like none of my classes were realistic to like the world. Mm-hmm. Like engineering was its own bubble and you solved yeah. problems based on like bottom line, but you didn't yep. solve problems based on like how are they gonna impact people. And I would sit in classes and they'd talk about failures, and it's like the first uh the first Airbags in cars killed a lot of women because the design team was all men, and it wasn't designed oh, with women in mind. Oh, man. And the first automatic hand washers didn't work for people with darker skin tones yeah. because everybody who designed them were white. Yeah. So it's like, it's if like you the don't... facial
0: recognition on the phone. Yep. They had to shut those off. Same because... problem. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It, it wasn't recognizing darker skin tones as people, which yeah. says a Jeez. lot about engineering. Yeah um and so like i was sitting in classes and i was like this is ridiculous you're telling me we don't have to take an ethics class until we get done we don't have to take any class yeah you take an ethics class as a senior which like is really revealing i feel like yeah yeah, (laughs) you say senior year and people are talking about stuff and you're like i'm sorry we were we're what we got you're gonna get hired next year and this is what you think yeah and it's it's bad and so i realized like i want my gen eds i don't want my gen eds to be easy i want my gen eds to be something that like branches out so I can actually see the world. So I took, um, black women writers, black women's history, and then, um, a pop culture class, which looked at gender, sexuality, and race and pop culture, which was like probably the coolest class I've ever taken. Yeah. But I go from like all, uh, white men to like predominantly African-American women in my classes. And also like a wider variety, like Female teachers. Like, I don't have a lot of female teachers in engineering. Yeah. And I What's, had a professor. What school was this? Where, where'd you do your? Ohio career? State. Okay. Um, which I don't. I, it was That's great. the first
0: time I've ever heard someone not say the Ohio State. So
2: I, yeah, well done. I know. I'm not originally from Ohio, which helps. <laughs> yep. But also I've sat in meetings where like people have said the Ohio State. And I was like, really? We're going to do this? But I've also been on the receiving end where I've said Ohio State. And there was an Ohio State alumni. And they got mad at me. And it was bad because yeah. it was like a chief engineer in a meeting. And they were like, it's the Ohio State. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like, are there
0: other Ohio States that you're concerned? Like why no. are you having to point out? like They
2: tried to trademark Ohio it. State. They tried to trademark it. Yeah. They're just they're bonkers. I appreciate them for my degree, but sometimes they're bonkers. Um, the things we
1: choose to care about. Yeah.
0: Right. What's your just just because it's it's nagging at me. Uh yeah. which, what's the the best uh, um, African American author that you black woman author that you get out of that? How that
2: so comes. yeah. So actually, um Audrey Lorde is Ooh. incredible. I'm not sure. So, really yeah audrey lord does poetry which i i have a mixed i love and hate poetry like it's not always for me but she has a collection of essays called sister outsider which is really relevant right now and she talks about being a queer black woman and how like feminist spaces aren't built for her like traditional feminist spaces are for white cis women who want to have like equal pay and so she's like i have completely different issues as a queer black woman like i I don't feel myself in this space. And so she talks a lot about like racism and it's, and as a black woman, like intersectionality and how she faces unique oppression. Cause she's also a lesbian. Um, so I highly recommend her stuff, but then if you want to get more into science, uh, science fiction, Octavia Butler, Ooh. uh, reading the parable. Oh my gosh. I'm staring at it on my bookshelf right now. The parable of the sower. Um, Incredible. She writes this in like 1980s and it's about a futuristic society in like 2020 something um, and how basically through economic crisis, like slavery starts to happen again. Um, But it happens on like the down low through the church. It's a really interesting concept. But what blew my mind is she writes this in, like, I think 1984, and there's literally a line where a dude who's running for president says, make America great again. Oh, and I I was oh. like, she called it. Like, she literally <laughs> calls it in 1984. <laughs> and I'm sitting there reading this book in, like, New Orleans, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this hurts so bad. I had to, like, yeah. put it down for a second. Yeah, Octavia Butler yeah. really called it. Um, she has some great stuff. I'm reading some of her other things. Um But yeah, so those were like the two best authors I got out of it. But then I think my pop culture class was what really like helped the transition because we were studying a lot of like, what does like media is actually really important, we consume a lot of media, but we don't Mm -hmm. think about the way we consume media. Because sometimes you just want to sit and watch TV. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's annoying to sit and watch a show and be like, oh, this is a really bad female representation, and here's why. Like, sometimes I just <laughs> want to, like... Sometimes I just you wanna just like,
0: want to watch Friends. Yeah. You just wanna yeah. Watch friends. Or, yeah. like,
2: I love Supernatural, but it, ha- it has so problematic on a lot of levels. Yep. And so, like, I'm sitting there, and this class really breaks down, like, how do we look at sexuality uh, predominantly, but also its intersection with race um, and gender. and. had you taken it for the
0: race part because all the other the other two classes were race so
2: yeah well actually i took it i took it for that component but then also the sexuality because when i was starting out on this journey i was like i want to be a better ally so i'm going to take classes that reflect that um because like my sister is bi um and my family did not tell me and so it led to a very awkward coming out later on when she got married and she was like, oh yeah, my girlfriend in college. And I was like, wait, 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 what? <laughs> and she thought that like my parents told me and I had a negative reaction to it. And that's why we just never talked about it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm. no, like I'm completely supportive. And you've been living all these years thinking I'm judging you for who you oh. are just because of this miscommunication. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I want to get better at this. I want to get better at like being open and being there for people. And so I took this class and throughout that, like learning a lot about like representation and like the lack of representation was really interesting um and i think i like to joke that netflix knew before i did that i was (laughs) because it it like it had the like the lgbtq recommendations and i was like oh great like that (laughs) is is what i'm looking
1: for that is the worst abuse of the are you still watching (laughs) you know netflix thing like let me go ahead and tell you what you're thinking right now yeah
2: yeah yeah. they're like i think you need some help here you go (laughs) i was like thank you netflix you'll get it there you go
1: (laughs) you'll catch up don't worry about it yeah yeah
2: (laughs) yeah so i think i don't know that class was that class was really interesting because there's a lot of ways in which like we show queer people in shows and they often either have very tragic endings they're not present at all um they're white or they get killed like queer um bury your gaze is a very famous trope in tv we're almost Every queer character like dies for the sake of someone else's story arc. And they mm-hmm. almost never have happy endings because like you it's like a subtextual conversation of like this is bad and therefore they can't have a happy ending. Yeah. So how do we ruin it? Yeah. Um or even like beforehand, like subtext in shows. It's very, very few there are very few canon examples because of the Hayes Codes. Like the Hayes Codes in Hollywoods yep. used to prevent yep queer representation like before Hayes codes you could actually like have cross-dressing on in films it was actually pretty common um but as soon as the Hayes codes come out you can't have any of that representation so now those this relationships is, this
0: is like in the in the 1940s 30s 40s whatever the uh,
2: golden age of hollywood is yeah it's
0: like right around that point and so this is like pre motion picture association ratings system yeah it was just a code that all of the major studios agreed to and hayes was a senator i think i think so Uh, yeah that and they just said no boom 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 no like like, gratuitous sex no homosexuality no swearing yeah. And so you get all these pre, and that's what pre-code movies, which is, yeah. I think it's around the 40s because there's a bunch of yeah. stuff that Howard Hughes was doing mm-hmm. that was really like right up against the Hays Code. And then you get the uh, similar code in comics, you get a similar the yep. code in like music and stuff like this. So this is yeah. the industry itself imposing these rules against it. But yeah. yeah,
2: there's no representation because like theoretically you could make a movie, but if it didn't meet the Hays Code, it was never going to get showed anywhere. Yeah. Like you were just weren't gonna make your money back. Yeah. Um. And so. And people all never of the, made all
0: it. the theaters were owned by all the studios. Yep. Right? And so. So it was never
2: it was just never gonna get shown.
0: Yeah.
2: Um. And so. A and lot that's of where you get like the confirmed
0: became... bachelors, like the people yeah. who are clearly it's a gay character it's a coded gay character. Yeah. But we can't say this is yes. a gay character. We're just gonna.
2: Which is yeah, which is queer subtext. But even a lot of those characters end up having bad endings like yeah. even if you never specifically say this person's gay we can code them in a certain queer yep. coding happens in a certain way yep. where now they're killed or they're the villain they're very often the villain or
0: they're derided as like yeah like that you make like fun paul of lind everything paul lind did in the 70s is like yeah. look at this goofy guy that nobody yep. really like he's fun to be around but don't be like this guy
2: yeah. yeah and so that like that carries on for a lot longer than we think it does mm-hmm. um even today like it's still a problem i think two famous examples recently are like um buffy the vampire slayer they have two two the girls are in love with each other but one gets shot right and dies in her girlfriend's arms and they almost like a few years later the hundred comes out and they have basically the exact same scene it's two women who love each other have just like said they love each other one turns around and takes a bulletman for the other one like you can play them right next to each other like it's crazy um And so like through that journey of learning more about like the history and learning more about people, I started to like question more about myself. And I was like, why, why is this so important to me? Like, why Mm. am I so interested in it? And I realized that like I had, oh, some part of me had always been attracted to women, but I had picked up on this idea that like that was not acceptable.
1: Mm. And
2: since I have straight passing privilege as a bi person, which means that like people assume I'm straight. Yeah, and theoretically, because I'm still attracted to men, I can act as straight for the rest of my life. Like yeah. I could yeah. marry a man and have kids, and everybody would always assume yeah. um, because of that privilege. I never had to like deal with it, and I could always pretend like it wasn't a part of me. Um, but then I, I even a point even in to code. yourself, yeah. yeah, even to myself. Like I yeah. would not admit. I was like, oh. I would, I went from like, women are really beautiful and awesome because I'm a feminist to like, no, women are really beautiful and awesome. Like yeah. I, I, yeah. I period. want not like they're yeah. attractive. Yeah. yeah. yeah just yeah. period. Like, and I think those like, I growing up, there would be moments where I'd be like, oh, like I, I want to kiss this person. And then I'd be like, no, wait, that's an intrusive thought. Like, that's so random. That just happens to people. That's yeah. not normal. We don't need to think about that. And then you would just bury it and not, not like grapple with it. And I think the way in which my parents handled my sister coming out also did not help because like some people are like, Oh, you don't know if your parents are going to be supportive or not. So you should just go for it because like it's your truth and you need to live up like who you are and people are just going to deal with it the way they are. But it's more important to be healthy. Like it really eats you up inside when you can't be yourself. But like I had seen, not that my parents are supportive, but they're supportive of ends of the spectrum. So they yeah. get like being gay and they get being lesbian but they think bisexuality is a choice, yeah. and also like, why don't you just choose? Yeah, men? And ju- because and then just your a life's phase going yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a phase, which is a common thing that happens uh, with bi people. Is p- they're told it's just a phase. Well, um, and it seems
0: from the outside, it seems like a convenient way to be a tourist in the in yeah. the community. Yeah,
2: which which can happen. That's where bi phobia comes from. Which yeah. is that a lot of people are like afraid of bi people because they think they're not actually committed, or maybe they're just experimenting. Which does yeah. happen sometimes, but it's not. And that's not what.
0: And and, and I say that not saying that that's necessarily the common reality. I, I think that from the outside, many people think, oh, you just want to try on being gay, but yeah. you don't really want to be gay, so you're just yeah. saying you're bi, so you could be feel included in that. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. But predominant, like the largest pot, like percentage of the population of the queer community is actually identifies as bi. Mm. But we get erased most often because if you're like a bi woman, you have to prove that. So you have to have had a girlfriend. You have to like mm. be with a woman. But mm. if you're a bi man, people just say you're gay. Like they don't. They're like, mm. oh, you like men. You like men. Like you don't actually also like women. You're just yeah. trying to like hide that.
0: Well, that even um, speaks to the kind of the hyper masculinity of the culture too that just yeah. the idea of being attracted to a man at all just makes you gay Yeah, like even like if you, you still would be attracted to a woman you can't, no, you gotta be all attracted to women
2: yes, you,
1: you have gay. to be yeah. all in well, yeah. that's, I think that too is yeah. part of, there's so many interesting conversations around this and faith that are not the usual conversations we have around around LGBT and faith mm-hmm. and one of it is categorization, categorization? Yeah. am I saying that right? I'm saying it weird, I sure. think so. but like the desire to put people in categories. I'll tell you what bisexual means from me to you. <laughs> yep. Like that's yeah, so absurd. I have my n-
0: nice set of boxes here, right? And I know yeah. where you go, yeah,
1: right. And and it, it it's a refusal to listen to somebody's story for starters. Um, mm-hmm. But secondly, it's a move to just make the person doing it feel comfortable in what might be mm-hmm. an uncomfortable situation for them. Like, oh, you're a, a bi man. Okay, you're gay. I'll just check that yeah. box and walk away from it, and I don't need to. Okay, I'm good now. Um, yeah. Even if it ends in a mostly affirming place. Like, oh, you're gay? Okay, cool. I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. That's still not quite it, right? It's it's yeah. putting people in a box that you invented uh, for your own comfort. And that's, mm-hmm. that's a
2: bummer. So I think it, it just, with all of that stuff in mind, it took me a really long time to get to a place where I was like, oh, yeah, no, this is who I am. And it was just like months of being really like, why am I not happy with... Like, why am I not okay with just being attracted to men? Like, why do I even need to figure this out? Mm -hmm. Like, does it matter? Like, I would lie awake at night and be like, okay, I think I'm bi, but we don't have to deal with this today. Like doesn't It it never matters. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't ever have to figure this out. But it would be like, I could not sleep for like months because I just needed to like figure this out because I, I think it's so important to be who you really are. And I try to be that person around other people because I I don't ever want someone to pretend to not be who they are because they think I'm going to judge them. Mm -hmm. And I think the best way to show people that is by being comfortable with who you are, all parts of yourself. And I think people feel that sort of acceptance and then respond to it with being who they are. And so by like hiding this part of myself, I think I was like, no, I need to be true. I need to be realistic about who I am if I'm going to be that person for other people. And so eventually I like came around and I talked to my therapist and she was like, yo, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And it helps that she is lesbian. And so we could like talk this out. And I was like, thank you. Okay, here we go. And then having like supportive friends who are also like, I identify as bi or in the community. And I'm like, I'm really struggling with this. And they'd be like, no, that makes a ton of sense. Like I actually see that for you. And I'm like, really? And they're like, yeah, here you go. Here are the examples. And I was like, (laughs) oh, okay, cool. I thought it was crazy for a little bit. Like, but, um, I think yeah, so, so much like,
1: of therapy is just someone telling you, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like, that's, yeah, yeah. it's cool. Yeah, ther-
0: if yeah. you've never been to therapy, it's not them telling you what's wrong with you or what's no. right with you. Yeah. Like, everything that you think about therapy is not that. It's just saying, saying, like, hmm, you seem to be saying this a lot. He's like, yeah. 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 It's and just like, someone, yeah, I do. Is, you you go in and be like, is this who I am? Like Or like, and they're like, <laughs> yeah. sounds like it. They don't really tell you much. Thank they just kind of give you someone who will listen to you.
2: Yeah, they help you, like, Organize the threads, yeah, basically. Yeah.
0: which is super helpful. Yeah. Don't yeah. go, don't think that you're, you're going to go into a therapist and have them tell them something, tell you something that you don't Profound.
2: Know. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. They're just going to yeah. say, yeah, that thing you know, it's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: there you go. Ta da. I think,
0: and, and to, to, uh, to Jay's point, and, and Sierra, what you were saying too, that like, I think that the, uh, I would imagine um, that bisexuality is, is such a, 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 a tricky one within the community because Mm -hmm. it seems it doesn't fit into the boxes that the, the kind of heterosexual mainstream status quo culture has for gay or straight. Uh, and it doesn't fit into the boxes that the, uh, the queer community has of, like you said, that you're not really bi, that people would say you're not really bi if you haven't dated a woman.
2: It's like, well, no,
0: it's not about who you date or like are physically with it's about attraction. Mm-hmm. And if you were to one day uh, marry a, a, a someone who considers themselves a straight man, uh, that doesn't change who you are. Like yeah. if you're looking, if your goal is to marry someone and that and to be monogamous to that person, it very well may be may fit into the cultural norms of what is acceptable. And then yeah. it, then so many people would be like, see, I knew.
2: I know and that's that's something that happens so often is it's like you are too queer for straight spaces but you're not like you're too straight for queer spaces (laughs) yeah and so it's like
0: yeah and it could go the other way too like if you were to marry a woman they'd be like see I knew she was a
2: lesbian all the time yeah Yeah. and that's the thing is like it so especially it's easy to see with my sister because she's married to a man now and they have kids together and Mm -hmm. so it's like people it's not even a question like it's just you you see this life and you automatically assume this um, and it's
0: not something that just comes up when you meet someone at the soccer thing. No. Guess what? I'm Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Which is always like, <laughs> yeah. But it's always really entertaining too. And I think, I think just in general, the way we talk about relationships, both in the church and like in wider community could change just because we're very focused on like, I notice so often, like when I hang out with people, they're like, oh, so who are you seeing? Which is, or like, who are you interested in? Like, tell me about your relationship. That's always yeah. like one of the first things people say, whether they mean to talk about it a lot or not. And, like, that's one of the easiest ways to out yourself is, like, mm-hmm. try describing the person you're with without using their gender at all. Like, if you try describing your significant other without giving away their gender, it's really difficult. Yeah. Um, and so you can sit there and even just saying certain words, like, I prefer to say partner yeah. because that's not necessarily, like, boyfriend or girlfriend. But also like,
0: boyfriend or girlfriend is like elementary language that's one of my right? biggest beefs with the human language <laughs> that we as grown adults can't come up with a non-playground yeah. sounding thing to yeah. be like a 50 year old person be like this is my girlfriend like yeah. no that's. Yeah. and did you have I'm fun at partner.
1: recess today you know <laughs> yeah. Like-
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I gave her a note and it said do you like me and she circled yes yes yeah
2: so like I don't know but like even just saying partner or significant other like you can people will automatically be like oh that's interesting you didn't Mm -hmm. say wife or you didn't say husband like people Mm -hmm. pick up on that stuff and that's also like that can be useful if you're trying to identify yourself as like an ally to someone Mm -hmm. by being very specific about the words but it's also like when I say partner people look at me and they're like what (laughs) I'm like yeah yeah so I don't know
0: it also speaks to I think in the culture but especially in the church we don't know what to do with singleness. Like even yes. apart from uh, from from queer oh, singleness.
2: Yeah. like oh, we yeah. do
0: not so as soon as we have a single person that's over the age of 22 let's say we're just like oh I have this great person I can hook you up with or yep. like oh what's the dating like for someone like that? and that I especially in talking with uh, friends of mine who are asexual like that that's a really interesting concept cuz like I I don't even not really interested in a relationship like so that's yeah. and and we don't know what to do. And if you get over a certain age and you're single, then we think there must be something wrong with you or we should be like, don't let the kids around this person. Yeah.
2: It's that's something that asexual representation is super lacking in. Is like almost all asexual representation is, um, white men who come across as very, like, intellectual Mm -hmm. um, or very, like, data-driven. So, like, um, Sheldon Cooper, uh, The Big Bang Theory, or, like... um, Which they
0: couldn't even let that character be asexual. Yeah, like, Like they just
2: don't... Or when they have ace characters, they, like, rewrite them. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, because people don't there's this weird concept of like also asexual characters are sometimes written as like robots and in their pursuit to become more human. They start to engage in sexuality, which is saying a lot about people. Like if you're not, you're not somehow human, if you're not interested in people in that way, which is horrible, but that's the representation. And so when we have people who choose to be single or choose to be in a relationship, that's maybe purely romantic. Like we don't, we don't know what to do with that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: um well that's which thing is thing. always really interesting:
1: yeah, I mean the church doesn't get this, I would argue church doesn't get back to the categorization thing like I don't think the church gets mm-hmm. much outside of traditional straight marriage because um, yeah. like nope. e- <laughs> when you said that, even like <laughs> divorce um, oh, yeah we are louder about not getting LGBTQ uh, yeah. issues right, but we are way quieter about not understanding divorce and what's all involved in that um, because that doesn't fit the box either. Uh, yeah we're just way less vocal about how much we don't get it um so yeah it, and
0: we always we yeah. always categorize singleness, divorce or anything like that as something wrong with the person yep yeah like that that it, it's obviously i mean in divorce especially is like well clearly someone screwed something up something happened that yeah. they're not yeah. telling us about or like yeah. ooh i don't know if we can trust this person anymore and singleness again. The longer you go single, we're like we just create the narratives. Like, oh well, they must just be closeted, yeah. or <laughs> yeah. uh, or they must have some kind of creepy thing, so don't let them volunteer for VBS like that. Yeah. That we just don't know what to do with it, or. Uh I mean that's how we feel with men. With women, it's just like, oh, they'll just become an old maid and they'll help yeah, in the nursery. And, really weird... Yeah, they just can't find someone to love them. That's the yeah, There's some weirdness there. <laughs> yeah, um... yeah. The church has some messed up <laughs> dynamics and I always, with relationships. And on the
2: topic of like divorce versus like gay marriage, like or queer marriage, I think it's interesting in the way that we pick and choose stuff mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the church. Especially mm-hmm. like I have had people who very clearly believe that like Like, homosexuality is wrong. Like, whatever spectrum or flavor of it, like, God, it's a sin. Like, God did not intend for it. It's, like, very clear. And I'm like, okay, but biblically, even biblically speaking, like, we pick and choose what we like to talk about. Yep. I mean, even just, like, people use Leviticus a lot as a reason for it. But, like, Leviticus is filled with a lot of rules that we don't follow. And also, like, Uh, we don't have to live by the Old Testament anymore.
0: Yeah. We eat fish. We have poly... yeah, exactly. I'm, like, I'm not, going back, bacon, I'm not yeah. going back on
2: bacon, everybody. I'm not going
0: back on bacon.
1: Yeah,
2: like you, you eat cheeseburgers. You're not supposed to like mix dairy and meat, and yeah. like you're not supposed to be like near women if they're on their period. But you no never, yeah. never, never near women, basically. You never near women. women. <laughs> never, ever. Yeah. <laughs> they always yep. have to
0: be outside of the town.
2: They're always unclean. Yep. and it's like we we pick and choose what we argue, and I don't think there's like an actual re- like. I just think it's so ridiculous that someone could say yes, this infinite being who created the entire universe is very clearly like fits these binaries. And like, yeah. this is the exact way that they imagine the world. Like you have no clue. God loves well, and, everybody. And like, and the, I think we cut ourselves short when we deny that.
0: Absolutely. And the pick and choosing, like when we weaponize the Bible yeah. uh, to, to, and weaponize the Bible in any way, to, to blindly use the Bible to support your belief system uh, without understand- So uh, if I use the Bible just to, uh, to tack on, and that's yeah. when you get those readings, because, like, yes, I can pull a verse out of Leviticus, but you can pull verses out of anything yeah. to say anything. Yeah. That's yeah. a terrible way to read the Bible. And one of the biggest ways, uh, when people are like, well, Jesus was against gay marriage. Like, nope, nope. Jesus, Jesus never, never talks about it. About it. Never. And the one time that people talk about it, he's talking about divorce. And yeah. no one is saying, well, we shouldn't let divorce people in the church. Right. Uh, yeah. And Jesus is, is not, he says... That a man God gave marriage to, or or gave a man and a woman in marriage, and they became one. And he's quoting Genesis, uh, Genesis, and he's talking about divorce. He's not saying marriage is exclusively for this, or this is the only way that people can relate to each other. Someone asked him a very specific question, which was, "When you die and go to heaven, and this woman had seven husbands who kept dying, who Mm -hmm. she married to?" And Jesus says none of them and they yeah. lose their mind <laughs> and then they're like well is divorce okay because Moses says it was and he's like it, it's not a legal contract like Moses yeah. made it a legal contract and, and marriage uh, divorce is not, and even then he's not saying divorce is bad. He's just saying the way that you're treating it is property, right. that yeah. this woman is property. So what your question is, is who does this woman belong to in heaven? Which is and the Jesus' answer is nobody. Well, <laughs> well, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's a <laughs> stupid
1: question.
2: Yeah. Like, why are you asking
0: this? Yeah. are not, we're not property.
1: The, yeah. the biblical hermeneutic guy in me wants to go crazy when people bring this up. And, and like, I could, but like, just take one example of it. Like when people bring up the phrase biblical idea of marriage, I want to crawl out of my skin. Um, Half yeah. of
0: the Bible is poly th- polyamorous. Right? Poly, yeah. yeah. Polygamous, not who, polyamorous. Not polyamorous. Polyamorous. Yeah.
1: Who, yeah. Do you want, who do you want to talk about? You want to talk about Adam and Eve? Do you want to talk about David? Do you want to talk David, about Solomon? The worst? Who, with
0: 800 wives? Yeah. It's yeah.
1: celebrated for having wives and concubines. Or you can yeah. swing that pendulum the whole other way. Do you want to talk about Jesus and Paul, who never got married and showed yeah. very little interest in it? And Paul specifically says, like, don't do it. Like, just don't do well, it. And, and it also
0: gets into the weird the weird just to interject real quick the weirdness of us we can't even accept as a culture that jesus wouldn't be married and so there's people like well of course jesus got married because a 30 year old man yeah. in that culture <laughs> would have been married yeah a 30 year old man also wouldn't be claiming to be god so uh, he yeah step outside <laughs> yeah. of the cultural norms a little
2: sorry yeah. Yeah.
1: and they, people like oh they didn't write that in because he would have been embarrassed or something like that dude <laughs> they that would have been the least embarrassing thing they could have put yeah. in the gospels. Like. So, like, that argument is so tired to me. Like, if you want to have it, we can have it. I yeah. am way more curious about these conversation of what a community looks like. You know, the, the LGBTQ yeah. community is trying to figure out how do we sort ourselves out how do we be allies for each other how do we support each other my question has always been like what's it look like to be a good ally how do i as a straight cis man come alongside my brothers and sisters that that is a way more interesting conversation to me than biblical view of marriage or these categories category i can't say this word these categories (laughs) these boxes we put everybody in are you married divorced straight gay like that's another interesting conversation that Jesus actually had a whole lot to say about. Don't judge Mm -hmm. uh, unless you want to be judged. Don't put boxes on other people like live your life. Um, So yeah, I think in in so many ways the church is having the wrong conversation around LGBTQ issues. Um,
2: And uh, yeah. And on the topic of community, like I think one of the things that I find so wonderful about the queer community is like when it's done right, it's a family. Like mm -hmm. it doesn't matter How different you are like there's a line um there's a line in the show i totally recommend called love victor it's based off of it's a show based off of a movie called love simon also great um is that on hulu
0: that just came out
2: yes it's a show on hulu and love i don't know where love simon is but it was a movie
0: yeah love simon i knew that the show just came out Yeah. yeah
2: yeah but there's a line where like this kid is trying to figure out who he is And he's talking to this community, like to all of these people who are out and they know who they are. And the the guy was like, yeah, I told them your story, but like not because I wanted to like intrude, but because everybody has different experiences that we can share together. And at the end of the day, like we're a family, like you're a part of this family and we wanted to be there to support you. And like at its best, that's what it is. Like it's a community of people who are really there to support each other, which is like what the church should be ideally. Yeah but it doesn't always happen. And so I think there's something so beautiful that like the church could learn from that kind of community that like, even though everybody's super different and they express themselves completely different and they don't have the same stories, like it's still a space where at the end of the day, like it's us, like we are together in this and we love each other for that.
0: I was, I, I always kind of felt that and I, I it was, I was both heartened and disheartened to, to hear you articulate kind of the struggles within the queer community to accept people who haven't traditionally been accepted within yeah. the community um heartened in the sense that it's human (laughs) and it's an imperfect thing but uh, and disheartened in the sense that i had always felt like the most welcoming community in our culture has been the gay community the the queer community and um that's the one community that says we love you as as you are and we know that that we will help you to better realize who you are and flourish and yeah. I always thought that's who the church should be, and the church has instead come across as the opposite. And say we love who you will be once we change you, yeah. Yeah. and and the church is absolutely not supposed to be that, but it has definitely come across as that. There, there are parts of the church that outright will say that that you are wrong. Come be like us, and then you'll be fine. Yeah. Um, and that's not what jesus is saying at all jesus is constantly loving people as they are and telling them that that it gets better and that they can be better and will be better but not because they become something else but because they become a a fully realized version of who god created them to be which is not the same thing like that's and paul is all about that the diversity and that we are so there is such great uh richness and there's we are uh polychromatic to yeah. use a flag as a good example that we are every spectrum of the rainbow, but the church has been, uh, trying to fit everybody into this small, uh, red, white, and blue to use a couple pictures, uh, yeah. some other um, colors. Some yeah. 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 Just yeah. randomly. Uh, yeah. and not in the French way, if you will. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, that our, our tendency to try to force people into boxes even within the church and to say that you are accepted when you fit in this box, even mm-hmm. outside of sexuality, but even because of sexuality is a great example of how the, the modern institution of the church is so unlike what the, church, what the body of Christ is supposed to be. And ironically, in, to, in some cases, it, it, on some level, uh, that the, the queer community is such a better representation of what yeah. a true community body of Christ would look like.
1: So, like, to that point of the church will love you when, I think it's a perversion of the capitalist American soil that the church is in right now. Because, like, Mm -hmm. Sierra, I thank you for telling us your story. And part of what I appreciated about it is what, like, there's no one moment that you were like, oh, okay, I'm by. Like, you use words like journey and figure it out. And, like, I'm growing through this story. And it's not even an arrival yet, right? Like, there's still facets of that to figure out. Yeah. The church is predisposition towards we will love you when you reach this fully realized version of yourself is so capitalist production based like when you are a project that's finished then you will have value uh, and that's just yeah. not to Tyler's point not at all what you read in scripture right Jesus is sure all about growing and all about going on that journey and all about self discovery and and continuing to to grow in those ways but the end result almost doesn't matter as much as the journey itself does. That's just not how church should be.
0: Yeah, like our whole life is like you go, you get good grades so you can get into good school so you can get a good job that pays well and that identifies Mm -hmm. you. And like now you've done that, you're through that journey. You got the good job. But being an engineer and making turbine parts or, or like whatever role whatever you have. You in, do. Yes. <laughs> whatever you do. Whatever you do. Whatever I do, yeah. Uh, the, uh, but, that, the, but that's not, yeah, the trains. Driving trains doesn't fully encapsulate who you are. And that's one of the frustrating things to me is, like, even though you can kind of constantly rationalize that out or or reason that out, uh, I remember when I became an adult and got to where I wanted to be, which was high school teacher, I was like, oh, no, I don't now understand everything about the world like I thought I would. (laughs) Because that's the narrative that we're told is that once you accomplish this goal, which is a, a, a... position in the capitalist society or a position that we can nicely put in a box, this guy's a teacher, he can do these things, and so he fits into our culture in this way, Um, then everything's going to make sense. And it doesn't because we are fluid people regardless of whether our sexuality is fluid or which it is regardless of where you are on the spectrum or our our understanding of the world is fluid or our understanding of ourselves is fluid like every part of who we are we are alive if we're not fluid then we're not alive and that's a terrible place to be and the church not being fluid is a sign of a not just a a a lukewarm church as jesus would say and spit out of his mouth but a dead church like this institution that just doesn't exist it's a monument and that is not what we want to be
2: wow yeah no
0: thanks for coming to the ted talk
2: yeah (laughs) yeah boom
1: so i have a question that i have wanted to do and this i'm going to phrase as a twitter question knowing that it's not gonna fit in 280 characters or whatever they give you so this is a a thread yeah my question to you first here would be have you found a church yet
2: no i am still looking yeah you hear
0: that greenville south carolina
2: yeah, if anybody knows yeah, anything, hit me got up. An awesome, I
0: need awesome, <laughs> awesome woman with a with a silent J who is just ready to go.
1: The Nordic J. The Nordic J. Nordic
0: yeah. J. Yeah. yeah, Nordic J. But yeah. so for Twitter, I really I, wait. I want to remind our listeners: please draw a picture of Nordic absolutely. J. Absolutely. Let us know. Yeah, that's
1: assignment one. If you're on uh, Instagram, yeah. show us your Nordic yeah. J. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But the second thing would be this, and, and this I think, Sarah, this warrants a whole other episode. But if you could draw up the perfect affirming church. That's a good idea. You could just invent it out of nothing. um, What would it look like? Describe that for me. And and as a pastor, I have a lot of stake in this question, but like, what does the perfect affirming church look like? Who's there? Who's not there? I just want to
0: point out that all the pastors who are listening to the podcast right now who just went Acts 2 in their head.
1: Yeah, no. Don't (laughs) take the easy way out. You know, give give me flesh and blood 2020 let's go ahead and call it post pandemic so that like maybe some people might actually be in a room somewhere, but what does, what does your dream affirming church look like? Um, I think it's a neat Twitter question. I think again though that's a whole other episode that we need to we need to revisit sometime. Yeah. Maybe June next year we'll be on time. You know, if we record it now, we can release it then.
0: Sierra, thank you so much for coming. This is uh, thank you for for asking us why we weren't doing uh, uh, a <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Lovely to <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, thank you for being willing to to be the guest and and for bringing it, man. You're yeah. awesome.
2: Before we yeah. leave, I just wanted to say a few things. One, like on the Allyship question, best way to start is just start like reaching out to people and i don't mean in the like i'm gonna catch them all kind of way of like i need a black friend i need a queer friend
1: enough pokemon
2: Uh, but in in the like i like i just want to hear your story um and i think the way that you can signal to people outside of language and flags is like how how is it shown in your church. Like, do your members feel comfortable to be themselves? Mm. But also, is your leadership reflective mm. of that? And so, like, I think that's a really important thing. And lastly, like, start watching stuff that actually, like, has queer people yeah. in it. And I have some great recommendations of, like, shows and stuff. That's us give us some. Honestly, yeah, okay, straight up for kids. I know it sounds strange, but, like, kids shows are killing it yeah, right now are. for representation. Um, Steven Universe yep. is wonderful. Whether or not you're an adult watching it, it has some really deep themes. The first few episodes start off and you're like, wow, this kid's annoying. And then it gets really deep and really impressive. Highly recommend it. Um, She-Ra on Netflix is incredible. I started watching it.
0: It's a reboot of the old one. I was going to say,
1: I have avoided it because of how much I love the 1985 or whatever version. But
2: Mm -hmm. yeah. This, like, literally so beautiful and well-written, the characters are all fleshed out, but it's, like, it's so queer that, like, the first season ends with, like, a rainbow wave destroying enemies. Like, it is awesome. I kid you not, it's so good. And it, But it has, like, it's really well-fleshed out characters who actually deal with pain, and a lot of these shows don't even have, like, you were talking about with, like, the Japanese shows, like, they don't have big battles. Steven Universe is like, let's sing and talk this yeah. out and She-Ra's like yeah we're going to fight about it but also like at the end of the day like i need you to help yeah. me um, those are great representations um, adventure time if you're out for some little that's there's the best show
0: ever yep <laughs> that adventure is time's so great,
2: great. Uh, kipo and the age of wonder my Beasts. kids
0: love that show that show is it's there's so much plot there's so much so going good. on so in It's so
2: good it. soundtrack's amazing i work out to it oh it's so it. good great it's on netflix and uh, yeah and then like if you're looking for more adult stuff like pose is a really good show it's a very like niche group of the community and then like once again like love simon and love victor like there are shows out there if you're looking for them but like i think it's really important to start looking at those good representations and seeing like queer characters have that journey because you don't realize how much like it's also a great talking point like if you aren't sure how to talk to your kids about this like uh like just having this representation is a great like way into this conversation of like your kids might not know how you feel about it maybe i'm sure your kids do but like not everybody does and that can be really terrifying to not know how to appro- like approach your parents about it so having these kind of representations is great
0: and it's okay to screw up as a parent yeah Like that's the hard thing is yeah like,
1: or at least i hope yeah. so because i'm really good at that
2: <laughs> yeah
0: But I think they're growing up in a culture that is very different than the one I grew up in and and, and that any of us grew up in. I mean, like that, that it's so, um, the, the, both the inclusion and the exclusion is on, uh, full alert right now. And so, um, the, the kids are asking questions about it and trying to, um, give them Solid answers is difficult, and and, and yep. I think it's just have those conversations and be willing to make mistakes and listen to like let them tell you what they think about stuff more than anything before you tell them how they should think about it. Yeah, there
2: you go. Sierra, thank <laughs> you
1: good. again for coming on. This is good yeah. fun. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Jesus is a friend of mine, so I've been Jay. <laughs> I've
0: been Tyler.
2: I've been Sierra. And this has been, roughing, roughing the, the pastor. pastor.
1: <laughs> All right. There you go.
0: Thanks, everybody. Yeah. And stop record.
2: Technology.